Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. On the hump? No, you're over it. When, once it turns past noon, you're over the hump. You're on your way down, man. It's all downhill, <laughs> downhill from here. <laughs> welcome to our show. <laughs> it's the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, where everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We like to start the show with the three things we need. We think you need to hear in order to be in the know. We call it at the, the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 12.03. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Well, let me tell you, uh, Tanya Harding, in advance of the release of the movie I, Tanya, that's based on her life, um, she is uh, living into her own personal power. And last night... Uh, in a conversation with uh, Piers Morgan or or yesterday, um, she did not like the line of questioning the direction that Piers Morgan was going. And she threatened to leave the show prematurely. And it sounded like this. I am really here just to talk about the future and what it means. My movie now to me is going to help so many people to realize that it is okay to ask for help. It took me so so long to be able to ask yeah, for Tonya, somebody to Tonya, help me. Tonya, let me just interrupt a moment. Do you so think that's that, why I'm here speaking well, to you today? Well, I know you that you, maybe it suits you to play the victim, but I think the victim in all this wasn't you. It was Nancy Kerrigan, who had her Olympic dream and shattered we, quite literally I, in her legs. I, I mean, believe that we all... Thank you so much. I appreciate being on your show, but I think I'm going to have to say have a good night. You're, you're going to end the interview because I think that Nancy Kerrigan was the victim here, not you. You weren't letting me finish. I think that many people are the victims of abuse every single day. Oh. So so what she's, what she's referring to is Tanya Harding herself um, was a victim of abuse in her relationships, yeah, in her family life. Which is what's life. highlighted, presumably, in the movie, and that's why she's been excited to talk about it. But I, I, it's awkward, though, because I do think Pierce is bringing up something that a lot of people are thinking, including myself. Like, wait a minute, I know she's getting all this love right now, but what about poor Nancy Kerrigan and her darn knees? And here's here's what I would offer that conversation. Why? Because I think that it is, I think that it's a valid conversation to have, right? We're used to saying who's the victim in this. Well, in that particular scenario, Nancy Kerrigan is the victim. Yeah. But in life, in in the the broader story, there can be more than one victim. Oh, sure. And uh, one person who has been victimized is Tanya Harding, and she was victimized, and then somebody else also became a victim of a different type of of violence, right? So it's not like we only get to a, it's not like a gold medal for victim, you know, more, it's, it's, there isn't just one person in the story. And that's where I think Piers Morgan was pushing toward. And she's trying to tell her story. And even though Nancy Kerrigan is a victim, 
Tanya still gets to have her own story. I think she should be comfortable in an interview, though. I mean, like, she knows people. The only thing people are thinking about is oh, Nancy yeah. Kerrigan. It should not come as a surprise to her. But you And know. it didn't sound like it did. I'll be honest. Like, I, the, how measured she was was a, a kind of a surprise to me because we sort of think of her as, like, a volatile person, maybe just based on that story. Um, but just that she was just like, thank you for having me. And I think I'm going to have to say goodnight. <laughs> anyway, she did end up staying and the interview did go on. So that's how that ended. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Oh, look at this. Now, last week, Colleen, you were concerned that maybe Carrie Underpants had a facelift, mm-hmm. but was trying to blame it on uh, an accident, a fall mm-hmm. that she had. Well, Wendy Williams uh, is suggesting something that might just clear this up for you. Let's have a listen to Wendy on her own damn show. When I heard about Carrie Underwood, I was more shocked. Did you hear about her? Yes. Well, we're not really talking about it because I really don't know a whole bunch about it other than that she allegedly fell down a bunch of steps at her house, broke her wrist. She released on... Twitter that uh, we might not recognize her when it's all said and done. I don't know what that means. An excuse for a facelift. (laughs) What? No, no, because we're cynical. No, but we're cynical. She was already cute. So I don't know what she's doing or what had happened. All I'm saying is falling in a water feature in in the lobby in Mexico was nowhere near as bad as falling down the steps in your home. And if you're home by yourself, how long do you lay there? Oh. Who's going to save you? Oh. Ugh. Ugh. The dog. I, could, I, I, God love Wendy Williams, but seriously, she's a hot mess. Well, like, yeah. I love that she's just like, so there's this lady and she fell and stuff. And oh my God. <laughs> anyway, um, so I don't know that that gives you any further credence to your supposition that Carrie Underpants is covering up her facelift. It's just that's Wendy Williams speculation. It just tells me that Wendy Williams listens to our show. Clearly. Yeah. When she's not um, being shocked by uh, the temperature in the room. Yeah. Falling down wearing a uh, Statue, Statue of Liberty, of Liberty costume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In any case, I you know, but I I think that be ready because these conversations are going to keep happening about Carrie Underwood's face until she tells us or shows us what the heck she's trying to hide yeah, or not or hide. Maybe, but see, I mean, the other thing is she said she's going to talk about it when she's ready. Presumably that means there's something she's going to talk about at some time. Yeah, we're waiting. Yeah. On bated breath. I mean, are we? Uh, I am. I don't. Are you? A little. Like, it's not are the only you? thing I'm waiting for. Are you? You don't know. I, I and here it is behind door number one. And the last thing we think you need to hear to be in the know today. Oh, James Franco uh, was on Stephen Colbert last night and had a very awkward conversation where Stephen Colbert really did kind of hold his feet to the fire around some allegations of sexual misconduct, including but not limited to tweets that came out from Ali Sheedy during the Golden Globes that were soon after deleted. Here's how that conversation sounded and get ready to have some secondhand embarrassment. Do you have any idea of what the answer might be to come to some sense of what the truth is so there can be some sort of reconciliation between people who clearly have different views of things? I mean, it's a big question, but I don't know, I don't know how to leave uh, or to further this discussion. I mean, like I said, if I, you know, I, I can't, I, I can't, the way I live my life, I can't live if, if, 
there's restitution to be made. I will, I will make it. Um, so if I've done something wrong, I, I will fix it. I, I have to. Um, I mean, I, I think that's how that, that works. Um, I, I don't know what else, I, I, I don't know what else to do. I mean, I'm, as far as the, the bigger issues, you know, how we do it, I, look, I, I really don't have the answers. And I think the point of this whole thing is that we listen. Okay. So for somebody who is going on Stephen Colbert to answer some very serious questions, who clearly should have known that these questions were coming, he had a really crap poor answer. Big time. And so he's not only addressing uh, the allegations uh, made by Ali Sheedy, but also by Violet Paley, who um, who tweeted cute hashtag times up pin James Franco. Remember the time you pushed my head down in a car toward your exposed area and that other time you told my friend to come to your hotel when she was 17 after you'd already been caught doing that to a different 17 year old um so there's a number of stories that are kind of starting to trickle out about james franco and like you said it's not like he went into that interview not being aware that those were out there and that there would be a possibility that stephen colbert Oh, not even a possibility. I guarantee about you it. that before he went on the show, they said, this is what we're going to ask you about. Because these interviews are not, this is not him going on, you know, see, on uh, 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. It's Stephen Colbert. So I'm sure producers sent his people questions. They went back and forth. Like, this is just la- either laziness or complete um, just idiocy. Um, the fact that he doesn't have an answer for it, 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 that indicates to me that he's just not taking this seriously. At all. Um but I also, I have to push back a little bit on this notion, uh, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about the Time's Up in reference to James Franco and and some allegations against him of like inappropriate behavior, but then there's also, there's some other, I would think, more inappropriate allegations we could even talk about. But in this particular case, I do want to push back a little bit on the notion that, you know, just because he's wearing a pin doesn't mean he's... Um, speaking out of both sides of his mouth like because otherwise no man can wear a pin right 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 like now i'm not saying there aren't egregious examples but like do you when you create something of visibility for celebrities to participate in do you expect that certain celebrities are going to purposely not involve themselves in that so i mean like with the Time's Up pins, do you think any of the men that are accused of sexual allegations are not going to wear a pin? Because what would you say if they didn't? The Guilty, same thing yeah. that you'd say yeah. if they did. So I feel like that's maybe not your best like uh, like Platform. area of pushback. Yeah, this is the phase two that we've been talking about. Right now we're at the place where uh, after the Time's Up protest wearing the black and the pins at the Golden Globes. Now we've entered into this new phase after we've celebrated that of going of being suspicious of everybody and trying to find the hypocrites in the crowd. Right. And that's what this is. But you're right, Bradley. It's kind of misguided. Wearing a a Time's Up pin doesn't mean you're a hypocrite if you're wearing it and you have been accused of something. I don't think. Um, because then it's just a lose-lose. Would you rather they wear a scarlet letter that says creeper? I mean, if you want to, go ahead and we can debate that issue. But in specifically in terms of the criticism of, oh, really? because they did this to Justin Timberlake. And again, I'm not saying there's not merit. Mm-hmm. But when you simply look at someone and say, oh, really, XYZ person? You're wearing a pin, but okay, had they not wore a pin 
It's a lose-lose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what would you have said then? Now, I do just want to mention that this uh, interview happened just and and just out last night. And then just hours later, the New York Times pulled the plug on a talk that James Franco was scheduled to do today. And they did cite without, you know, any question, these recent allegations. So the New York Times responding to these allegations by by canceling an event entirely that James Franco was at the center of. So that's sort of where we are right now with James Franco. More will be revealed. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, it doesn't shock me at all that James Franco's caught up in any of this because, I mean, we've known for a long time that he's, he, he acts in a very non-conventional way. So I shouldn't be surprised that he's... Um, found himself in now, the middle of this tornado. Yes. When we come back, Elizabeth Reese is bringing her wheelbarrow of dirt to us uh, in a dirt alert on My Talk 107.1. It's about to get drafty up in here. The manuary draft is Thursday at noon. Elizabeth Reese has arrived and she's got a lot of dirt for us, don't you? I've got just (laughs) buckets of dirt. I've warehouses filled with dirt to deliver to you. Boy, there are a lot of marriages that end that you think... Wow, I wonder went on there. What went on there? Yeah. You know, gosh, I'm these two. I thought they could really make it. Then there are marriages that have tried to end and should have ended multiple times, and yet they continue. I give you Huma Abedin and Anthony Weiner. They have <sighs> called off their divorce. You oh. stop. Are you kidding me? This is coming from the New York Post that they have withdrawn their pending divorce case. Oh, she was supposed to appear in court uh, this afternoon for a conference in their divorce. Instead, one of her attorneys submitted paperwork signed by both parties agreeing to end the case, and the case has been discontinued. So you'll remember Huma Abedin is Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman, mm-hmm. has been like at the at the center of her campaigns, of all of her work. And then Anthony Weiner it was a congressman. He then ran for mayor of New York. He has just repeatedly made huge errors when it comes to inappropriately sexting young girls. uh, With his child in the bed. With his child in the bed of some of these photos. I mean, repeatedly just disgusting behavior. Young girls also, by the way, meaning... Underage. Underage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not just, you know, like 22. 25. Yeah. No, no. Underage. He is serving nearly two years in a Massachusetts federal prison. Mm-hmm. And yet he is uh, still, they've decided to withdraw their divorce. It's fascinating. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me five and a half dozen times. You, there are some serious issues there, Something and I don't care on. if you have a child together. Mm-hmm. What kind? Like because you know, I'm sure somebody would say like, "Well, they have a child." I don't Remember. care if you're sexting underage kids. Well, you're like, a criminal. If you're lying. Yeah, and that's the thing to me. Like uh, in a relationship, that would be the the you know right. line mm-hmm. is that repeated lying after you said you're not going to lie anymore. That would be the no. That would be the deal breaker. And then on top of it, it it is it's a public 
I mean, not that the just underage sexting is right. okay. Right. No. I'm just saying. But like, your line is the dishonesty. Like, I'm saying like, <laughs> like you can get help and go to treatment yeah. and do all that stuff. And I don't know if that works. But most importantly, I know that the lying thing is not going to change. Remember and, when he tweeted out the photo of himself in his underwear? Yeah. And it was a selfie. And oh, he yeah. said that it was, he said that somebody hacked into his Twitter account. And it wasn't him who did it. And then he was like sobbing. and was like, I did it. I tweeted out my underwear. I meant to send it as a direct message. I just am having a hard time also. So understanding what it was in the first place that she saw in him. Wait, she's because beautiful. She's smart. She's accomplished. Yeah. And this is the guy. And he's a creep. Oh, oh who am yeah. killing me? so much better. Speaking of McCreepersons, let's talk about Harvey Weinstein slapped in the face at a restaurant in crazy. Arizona. Holy buckets. He was having dinner with his sober coach. Um, and there was a fellow diner who had a few too many uh, drinks. Harvey Weinstein declined to pose for a photo with this person. And then the person slapped him in the face and just went off with profanities. We are, we were having a hard time trying to understand why he would want a photo with him in the first place. I don't know. Only to follow it up with a, 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 a beating yeah. with the, with the sentiment being you're worthless right. and you treated women horribly, but yet I wanted, but a I wanted a picture. I don't get you. it. It doesn't, it's, it's creepy and doesn't. weird on all. Accounts. But you know what? That is how messed up celebrity in America is. Yeah, that is the truth. You're absolutely right. Brad Pitt is staying sober and bettering himself as a father. This is the story from us weekly today. You know, they've got their little insiders. Apparently he is living just down the street from his ex, Angelina Jolie. Um, but they always have bodyguards and nannies who do the handoffs with the children's. It's not Ooh, them. That's fascinating. They're not doing Oof. the. They're not having the direct contact. Well, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. He does not go out much with the kids or leave the house. He prefers to keep things private and safe, and that is his philosophy. He has been going to therapy every week. This source says, and is mostly interested in learning and bettering himself as a man and a father. Way to go! I would say that most people need therapy, particularly famous people. With I always say you should be born and assigned a therapist. Hello, at birth. welcome to the world. Here is your therapist. Yes, start will working be, with them. They will be here for you oh, at gosh. all times. I could not agree more. It is a fantastic thing. Yolanda Hadid has a new boyfriend, and uh, she's happy and in love after her split from David Foster. Thank goodness. You see, this is your wheelhouse, those real housewives. Yeah, although what's interesting about him is that, you know, he's like superpower, David Foster, and he's been dating Catherine McPhee, which mm-hmm. is just kind of odd. Uh, Yolanda, it seemed like she was very much wronged. She was battling Lyme disease and really struggling with it. And it, as far as the portrayal on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills goes, David Foster did not look good. It yeah. basically looked like she wasn't available to take care of him all the time. And so when she needed him to take care of her, he was out. She says, it took two years to fully recover from my marriage, and I really needed to get to a place where I felt in my own power as a single woman, feeling strong, running my own life without depending on anybody or anybody telling me what to do or how to care for somebody. Um, So she's in love, and she's very happy, and I don't know who her new boyfriend is. She's keeping it quiet. Maybe it's Brad Pitt. Maybe it is. His name's William. Sorry, maybe it's William. That's that's the name (laughs) he uses with his ladies. Uh Really? Yeah. Yeah. He goes by his original name. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's my nephew's name. I love the name William. Will I am. Mm-hmm. Will I am. Liam. Very cute. All right, guys. Thanks, Elizabeth. I shall have a whole warehouse for you. That was lovely. Thank you so much. You can catch Elizabeth Reese's next Dirt Alert at 520 and also see her on Twin Cities Live at 3 o'clock today on 5 Eyewitness News. Now, when we come back, we are going to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, and we need a contestant. 651-641-1071. My Talk 1071. 
everything. You can breathe. You can blink. You can cry. Hell, you're all gonna be doing that. Entertainment. At Robinson Lighting, it's time to go out with the old and in with the new. Ah, that's so much better. Robinson Lighting in Plymouth are clearing out old products to make room for new, exciting showroom designs. And everything is priced to move, all at up to 60% off. Now through January 28th, chandeliers, wall and pendant lighting, lamp tables, floor lamps in all styles, European, industrial, rustic and modern, all at up to 60% off. And while you're there, get inspired in Robinson Lighting's Inspiration Gallery. This ever-changing space showcases the latest lighting trends paired with unique art pieces. So whether you're looking to go casual and comfortable or modern and trendy, the Robinson Lighting experts can show you ideas for every room in your house. And right now, they can also show you some amazing price tags during their annual clearance sale going on now. Let Robinson Lighting help bring your style to light at up to 60% off. Now through January 28th, Robinson Lighting, just south of Carlson Parkway and east of 494 in Plymouth. Continue to save during Ashley Home Store's New Year's Savings Bash. But hurry, it's the final week for up to 30% off and get 72 months no interest financing on all the new looks you want for your home. Doorbusters are going fast, like dining sets now $3.95, elegant sofas are $4.98, and exclusive beds are only $3.99. Pay no interest for 72 months on Tempur-Pedic, with queen sets starting at $28 per month. Attend the New Year's Savings Bash while it lasts. Sale ends Monday at your Ashley Home Store. Financing is available with approved credit on qualifying purchases. See store for details. We get it. We know that shopping for new carpet isn't the most glamorous activity in your calendar. Sometimes you just want to get it done quickly and for the least amount of money. That's why you should do what we did and visit the Hammernick Carpet Mill across the street from their design center on Rice Street. It's the largest supply of in-stock carpet in the state, and you'll probably find the perfect carpet for your room at a price you never thought possible. Carpets like Mohawk Smart Strand Forever Clean with spill protection and stain resistance. And since it's in stock, quick installation. Hammernick's Carpet Mill, one and a half miles north of the Capitol on Rice Street in St. Paul and at Hammernick's Deck the radio home of oh great now i gotta watch that too my talk 1071 everything entertainment i remember feeling broke as a bottle of wine i didn't move to the city to count on my pennies and worship the hollywood sign to say hey man nice to meet you they should take everyone last time and i know because i found some fake love We've got 30 seconds and five questions. You could win a prize, but only if you get them all correct. And only at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Buenos afternoons. And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds. playing today, Colleen, and what are they playing for? We've got Doug on the line and Halls, what's Doug playing for? Doug's playing for a MyTalk 1071 t-shirt. Wonderful. Hello, Doug. Hi, how you doing? Doug, the timer will begin after we ask the first question. Here we go. Okay. Who was the creator of the Muppets? Jim Henson. In the show Friends, what is the name of the coffee shop where the friends hang out? The Drip. Nope. 
you want to pass? Uh, yeah. The Golden Girls love what dessert? Cheesecake. Pikachu is the name of what kind of animated creature? Um, Pikachu. Pokemon. Oh, oh. sorry, sorry Doug. Doug. Thanks for playing. Well, thank you. You he had he got three out of the five correct. Uh, in the show Friends, what is the name of the coffee shop where the friends hang out? Central Park. And Angelina Jolie, we did not get to this question, played which video game character in two movies? Laura Croft. Laura Tomb Raider. Croft from Tomb Raider. Yes. Uh, we can you can play that again tomorrow. We play it every day at twelve thirty on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's the thirty second pop culture challenge. Now. One thing we love to do on the Colleen and Bradley show is solve mysteries. And there's a special brand of mystery called a blind item. Holly brings them to us each day and we try to work them out. We call it blinded by the item. Blinded by the item. Yes, our first blind item has two people involved. So the first person is an A-list, mostly television actress. Mm-hmm. All right. And the second person is her writer, actor, husband. Okay. Here's the blind item. Back in the day, she tried a last gas vacation and that didn't work out. This A-list, mostly television actress seems to have finally thrown in the towel with her writer, actor, husband. He spends more time texting one of his girlfriends than talking to the actress on a recent trip. Okay, writer, actor. Okay, I'm going to need a little more. Yeah, so uh, what what kind of um, TV show is the actress on? She was on a very popular show in the 90s and early 2000s. Okay. Huge TV show. Okay. What was Did we just talk about it by any chance in the 30 Second Pop Culture Challenge? Was it Friends? We could have. Yeah. Okay. So it was probably Friends. Yeah. So it's what's her name? Well, it's either Lisa Kudrow or Courtney Cox. Or Jennifer Aniston. Hello. Jennifer Aniston, duh. (laughs) Wow. Jennifer Aniston. And who is Jennifer Aniston? Justin Theroux. And that's why I was just thinking they just got married. I thought maybe they were happy. I feel like they got married at least three years ago. Oh, they've been married for a while. And they were together even longer than that. Yeah, but I I suppose in Hollywood years, three years is... Okay, so let's go back and reread the blind item with those names. Here it is. Back in the day, Jennifer Aniston tried a last gas vacation that didn't work out. She seems to have finally thrown in the towel with Justin Theroux. He spent more time texting one of his girlfriends than talking to Jennifer Aniston on a recent trip. That recent trip, probably their New Year's vacation to Cabo San Lucas, That's Mexico. Horrible. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now of them partying down in Mexico. Do they look happy? Oh, they were hanging out with Jason Bateman and his wife. They're besties. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Does uh, he Was he at the Golden Globes with her? I don't remember seeing him. Justin Thoreau. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't even think Jennifer Aniston walked the red carpet. She just was there to no, do her thing not, and then bye-bye. She doesn't mm-hmm. walk the red carpet. Lori was telling us that yesterday because she's she doesn't like to answer questions. Like, are you getting divorced yeah. from your husband? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That Interesting. one is a little awkward. All right, so we're going to move on. To Wait our, a minute. Is yeah, that one confirmed yeah, yeah. or is that just no, based that on the is, comments? That is based on the comments. Okay. So that is not a confirmed blind item. However, our next blind item is confirmed oh, and good. has okay. a name attached to it. Let's go. Blind. 
All right, so there's one person we're thinking of in this confirmed blind item. It is an A-plus list, mostly movie actor. An A-plus list, mostly movie actor. Here we go. This still technically married A-plus list, mostly movie actor showed up at an event for this group. When he sat down, he was immediately flanked by two women in their early 20s who had been sent by the head of the group. Apparently, they stayed side by side of the actor for two days straight, and he is now a regular at the group. Now, this blind item is from September, but it has been confirmed today on the website mm. crazydaysandnights.net. What, uh, what decade are we in for the age of the gentleman in question? I believe he is in his... 30s. Oh, 30s. Okay. Yes. Oh, A wow. plus list. That's way younger than I was thinking. Mostly movie actor. Still technically married. He's married in his 30s? Technically married. Uh, technically, as in maybe getting divorced, but divorce yeah, but isn't final yet. do we know that yet? it's technical or do we think that everything's hunky-dory? No, we definitely know for sure that things are not hunky-dory and that this marriage is in legality only, but it is in the process of being dissolved. dissolved? Um, why, I, why am I thinking like Chris Pratt? Is that who it oh. is? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so wait. So let's go back to the beginning and, uh, and run through that again. Chris Pratt showed up to an event for this group. When he sat down, he was immediately flanked by two women in their early 20s who had been sent by the head of the group. Apparently, they stayed by the side of Chris Pratt for two days straight, and he is now a regular at the group. Is the group Scientology by any chance? Just curious. You know, <laughs> what does that mean? This group? Yeah, that's what I want to know more about is the group. The only thing that I could think of for the group, because this was published back in September, I don't know, maybe it had something to do with a party at the Playboy Mansion, but then, oh, okay. Or some kind of sexy organization, sexy group. A sexy organization. Uh, <laughs> sexy but that does group. make sense that, it, that if he showed up at, okay, let's just, let's substitute Playboy Mansion or mm-hmm. Playboy Party for the group. Right. Uh, he showed up at an event for the Playboy Mansion and when he sat down, he was immediately flanked by two women in their early 20s who had been sent by half, who at the time was dead. Or almost, well. Or almost dead? Almost dead. Well, because <laughs> he died when does say, this blind item happen? This was September. Before, this was before his death. Okay. So, but it was like immediately before his death, but it could have been his son. Yeah, sure. Okay. Whoever was in charge of the party. Uh, And apparently they stayed by the side of the actor for two days straight and he is now a regular at the group. But do they still have. I don't feel like that's the Playboy Club, but because that doesn't still happen like that, right? I don't. I feel like. don't do that anymore. I feel like it doesn't, right? Because the mansion is. Yeah. Or just any kind of group. That involves sex. sex. <laughs> yes, any kind of group Weird. that involves sex, because those kinds of things definitely still exist. We just might not be reading about them on the regular. This is so interesting. This is sexy so- group. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to sit and contemplate that group a little bit longer. But but speaking of parties, <laughs> can we talk about something? Can we talk? We've got a party coming up. Do we not? Oh, we sure. And we do. have tickets to the party. That's right. That we'd love to give away. Can you give us all the specs there, Halls? Yeah. So we have a pair of tickets to give away to join our January 2018 party. It's Wednesday, January 17th at Can Can Wonderland in St. Paul. So be sure that you can go to this party. Again, it's Wednesday, January 17th at Can Can Wonderland in St. Paul. Doors open at 7 o'clock and you get pizza, dessert, free mini golf. You get to hang out with us and also meet the Mr. Manuary candidate. So 7th caller, 651-641-1071 gets a pair of 
tickets. And I just want to mention, you know, Manuary will the draft starts tomorrow or happens tomorrow at noon right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. And we have a party every single year. In past years, you had to win to get in this year. You can buy your way in. So there are tickets available at the website for you right now at mytalk1071.com, keyword manuary. And uh, as Holly said, those details, again, are the manuary party, 7 to 9 p.m. next Wednesday, the 17th at Can Can Wonderland. Tickets are $20 a piece and include pizza, desserts, mini golf, and all of the proceeds go to the Mr. Manuary 2018's charity of choice, which we will know as we uh, meander through manuary. Now, when we come back, uh, what's the thing that lets you know for sure that you're actually sick? It may seem like a weird question, but Bradley has been toying around with wondering whether or not he's all the way sick for the last couple days. We're going to untangle that web. Six, five, oh, well, forget it. Don't call because the phone lines are totally yeah. stacked yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk, one Oh seven, one. Beautiful Manuary day. But it's not my favorite day of Manuary. The day we crown and sash Mr. Manuary? Nope. The best day of Manuary is the one with the Manuary party. And this year it's at one of the most fun places around. Gonna say no. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, and that is the maybe possibly sick Bradley trainer. So how do you know that you're sick? Because I feel like this time of year, you know, I got the flu shot, so I know I don't got the flu. Right. Like when you get the fevers and the chills and all that stuff, you're probably sick. But other than that, when you're getting a cold, how do you know? Like, how do you give in knowing you're sick and feel free to join the conversation? But Colleen, I know you've got to have feels about this, too, because as a person who lives with um, a Petri dish known Mm -hmm. as children, Mm -hmm. um, it is not uncommon for you to wake up going, oh, God, what is that? Am I sick? And I feel like I've been fighting something off for the last few days. But then I'm like, do I stay home? Do I not go to the gym? Do I like do I need to take zinc? By the way, don't even get me started on zinc, because did you know that that whole zinc thing that we're all doing, that's considered homeopathy. Do you remember what we say about homeopathy? Dumb. It's not real. (laughs) So now I'm confused. Do I take zinc? Anyway, how do you know? Like, what's the thing that tells you I've got a cold this flu or uh, this this um, winter season. This is like a harder question than you think. Like you hear the question and you go, well, that's a weird question. But then when you really stop and think about it, it's harder than you think. Yeah, because my, my typically my my uh, my one kind of for sure rule is if I have a fever, yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah. Right. Because but but if it's like I just have a stuffy nose and I know that I come in with the stuffy nose and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, get away. But you feel guilty because it's just a stuffy nose. So I would say body aches. Yeah. See, I have the inability to get out of bed. I have. Well, but see, <laughs> but really, because I work out and I'm often achy and don't want to get out of bed because I'm lazy. But I will tell you that, like, I haven't had body aches. Yeah. I haven't had a fever, but I have this like presence in my chestal region. Mm hmm. Which I'm convinced is something. Maybe right? it's the ghost of Liberace. But I don't want to take. Yeah, it could be the ghost of Liberace. <laughs> but I don't want to take like cold medicine because if I do, then I'm going to feel like groggy. But then like Jamie's freaking out because he's like, "Why aren't you taking anything? You're sick." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm. I don't want to like. I I already feel like kind of groggy. I don't want to be like stoned and groggy. Right. Right. Um. It's 
this particular year, for some reason, I don't know why it's it's just been particularly frustrating. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is the one thing that tells you that you're absolutely like, sick? What's the one thing that makes you fly the flag? And other than <sighs> yeah. like chills and and like a fever, I I don't really know what what would be. Well, and the heart. Here's another like I'm just going to throw this wrench in the whole party too. Don't you love it when you are kind of sick and you show up at work and people are like, are you contagious? Well, I will I'm tell like, you. I guess that I applies, probably am. That applies to our good friend Dawn. Uh, you have done this as well. So I'm, I'm going to shame both of you. Oh, that's fine. Uh, for being like, not just like, huh, I wonder if I have something to like, I can barely walk. Mm-hmm. And at the at the point that you're having like severe aches and pains, I think you should probably just go home because you're doing yourself a disservice. But most importantly, get away from me. You're um, now you're jeopardizing me. Mess. Yeah. Because Dawn did that um, a couple of weeks ago. She was like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to stay home until it's really bad. Right. And I'm like, um, no, see, at that point that it's really bad. It's then going to be really bad for the rest of I us. I have like a whole next level conversation about this, but Which let's is. go to the, well, I'll, I'll get to it, but let's go to the phones okay. first. Lisa's on the line. Hey, Lisa, what's the one thing that lets you know that you're for sure sick and you just give in? Well, I'm laughing at you guys because I am homesick today. Oh. And when I know I have stomach issues and I cannot leave a bathroom yep. for yes. more than a few minutes, I think it's time to stay home and your co-workers will appreciate you more. Exactly. That Absolutely. is, yes, that's a good one, Lisa. All right. Feel better, Thank Bradley. You. Thank you. You too, honey. <laughs> and that's like, you know, I feel like there's a total difference between the gastrointestinal yuck well, and yeah. the upper respiratory if yuck. something is coming out uh, unwarranted. And you and you need to be at a specific location yes. at a moment's notice. Yes. That's a stay home issue. That okay, is let's go sure to Megan. Megan's on the line. Megan, what's the one thing that tells you for sure you're sick? If I can't stand the sight of coffee or the smell of coffee and I love coffee so much if it's making me ill to even brew it i know i'm in trouble oh my god that's interesting that must be really sick then because i don't know that i've ever felt that way short of like um the stomach flu yeah it's pretty rare that i get that bad i mean i have like multiple brewing methods in case one of them breaks that's how much i love coffee (laughs) oh my god i love it (gasps) Megan, thanks for your thanks, call. Megan. I will tell you, I have looked at Bradley's healthcare directive, and it does say, under no uncertain circumstances, if he's in a coma or anything else, that he must have coffee piped directly into his yes, veins. No, it definitely needs to be uh, a drip drip. You thing. don't go a I day will without. say that there, uh, in this particular season, I've been far more interested in getting some tea in me. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying a nice herbal tea. Yeah, in it's the a little afternoon. bit of your, what's it called? Huggy. It just. It just Huga. Hug. It just it gives you a little bit of a hug, a warm hug From in your chest. Inside. I might actually do that in the next break. Yeah, that'll make you feel good. Yeah. Well, let's actually, should we go to an expert? Yeah. Virginia's on the line, and Virginia is Virginia? an actual nurse. Oh, my God, Nurse Virginia, thanks for calling. Hey, guys, it's Virginia from um, the Golden Globes, and I told you Phantom Threat. Oh, yes. Thank you so yes. much for that, Virginia. You're, you're welcome. I know how that is. You just sat up at 2 o'clock in the morning going, back up threat. That's what it was. So, Virginia, <laughs> so we're wondering, what is the thing that, that Bradley needs to we, experience know to know I he's really sick? need to know I'm sick? Okay, so it sounds, Bradley, like you kind of have a like a chest thing that's there but not there kind of a thing, right? Yeah, it's like not moving anywhere. It's kind of just sitting there and, uh, I, you know, maybe a little bit of a st- uh, uh, snuffly nose, but not too bad. 
Okay, so what you want to do is you probably have a little mild version of a cold virus. So what you want to do is you want to get a cough syrup that's an expectorant. Okay. So it gets stuff up out of there and you are coughing because when people get the, the like the bacterial pneumonia and the and the bronchitis is when that stuff just sits in there. Oh. So you do want to get it up and out. That's helpful. I personally, at these little signs of possibly a cold, I use Zycam. Okay. And I use the nasal swabs, and I'll tell you, it works every time. It cuts everything in half. You feel much better. So you want to get the stuff out of your chest. Use the Zycam. It, it does work great. And increase your water to get everything kind of loosened up. Okay, good. All right. I'm going to get loose, Virginia. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Virginia. No, I love that the idea because I didn't want to take anything because I'm like, I don't know that I'm really that sick. And I always hate taking pills that aren't necessarily going to make you better. They just make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But she, what she's talking about is like, I love you that we're talking about my chestal region mm-hmm. expectorating. We um, got to expectorate that. So I'm going to go buy me some expectoration. Mm-hmm. I expect you to do that. Do you? I do. <laughs> Let's uh, take a couple more calls. Uh, when do you know for sure that you're sick and not just lazy? Let's go to Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Hi, you guys. I wanted to tell you, just for I just got well. <laughs> Congrats. But thanks. I'm so glad. I'm so happy. I'm going around doing spring cleaning. It's like, but... Um, <laughs> it's winter, but, but um, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. But mine started like three days of just headaches, you know, just mild headaches. And then um, I thought, no big deal, probably just sinus in the weather. And then it just full blast, my eyes got really runny, you know, watery, and I was trying to read, and I was grabbing the Kleenex. I was just like sneezing, watery eyes, and no cough, but just just like miserable, no runny nose. And it just all came at once. And then it just, I took one of them coldies that I take those sometimes. Yeah, you know? oh, for sure. Yeah, they taste kind of horrible, but I, I took it, and then it seems like it makes your symptoms symptoms worse for me for a day, and then it seems like it helps clear it up. Oh, okay. But um, it was just, and then sometimes in the back, sometimes like you'll get those back aches or something, and you just almost know something's coming. You're just like, why is my back hurt so bad? Yeah, you know? absolutely. You just got to give in. Eileen, thanks Thank for you, your Eileen. call. Glad you're feeling better, honey. Um, and hopefully Bradley will expectorate that stuff, and, and uh, he'll be in full force in no time. Now, when we come back, there's been rumors Oprah may run for president. We've been wondering what kinds of conversations she's been having behind closed doors, and we think we know what they sound like. Stay tuned after this on The Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Everything. You're in the good place. You're okay, Ellen. Entertainment.